is going on? We are back with a, a, just like DJ Khaled, um, another one. Uh, welcome back to JJ Sports Talk Show, season two, episode six, Monday Night Madness. Um, I got my boy Big Maz in the building again. What it do, Big J? What it do, Big J? You know what it do, two man crew holding it down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. man How's your weekend, bro? Oh, man, you know, doing a little radio from Montclair State. Was working that Giants game. Shout out the Falcons pulling out that last-minute field goal. As we all know I'm a Cowboys fan, so I was very happy. Raining on the parade. They had the little Eli Manning dedication going on. But, like, hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so this show is going to be strictly about, like, football. Like, because, you know, a lot, of, a lot of crazy stuff happened, man. I know we briefly talked about like week one and week two with the Monday Night Football and with the Raiders and Ravens and then the Chiefs. So we can have more time to talk about that. Um, so like, what were your reactions on like the Monday Night Ravens game against the uh, the Raiders, man? Like back and forth game. Last week, that was a good game, man. That was a really good game. Um, as we said, I, I was bashing Lamar a little bit for not being able to take care of the ball. I think that was the difference maker in that game. Um, I got to be honest. I'm not quite sold on Derek Carr being an elite quarterback. I think he's a solid quarterback. But, hey, Darren Waller, oof, we were talking one or two best tight end in the game right now, man. That guy gives me serious Aaron Hernandez vibes, man. I know he's got a bigger frame, <laughs> yeah. but, like, in terms of, like, he's up there with, like, George Kittle in terms of, like, the yards after the catch, just always fighting for a yard. He's got tricks in that bag. For a big frame like that, man, like, you don't see a guy that big, that athletic. And he's an elite tight end, man. I love watching this, him play. So you want to hear something funny, man? So, like, so I'm a, I'm a true Ravens fan, and um, I, I'm in a fancy football league with my boys. I paid one, and um, and the funny thing is, so I got Lamar as my quarterback, and then I got Darren Waller as my tight end, right? So that game, I was, like, kind of rooting for the Ravens to win. But, but Darren Waller to show out because mm-hmm. um, I know in the first half he was kind of quiet. Then he picked it up that in the second half. Um, I think I ended up losing like by a couple points to my one friend, but like he he, he gave me like thirteen points. But um, yeah, like Darren Waller, he was on my team like a couple years ago, but he was kind of like you know a no name kind of tied in like went through some drug addiction, um, and then he, he, he picked it up. He was fighting his demons, I remember, but I. Uh, by the somehow he got sober, man. That I'm sure that was a lot of hard work. That is really right. awesome for him. And he's been a star ever since he's got clean, man. And I heard like the Raiders were I, I don't know if you guys did like an inter like squad practice or what, but I know somebody from the Ravens saw him and went, We don't have somebody that big, that athletic. Let's give him a shot. And it's worked out ever since, man. So yeah, like like everyone was saying the Ravens should have won that game because you know it's the Ravens, but um, I mean Everyone's knocking, you know, everyone's knocking the Raiders, man, because, I mean, they're not really a bad, bad team. I mean, they got, like, um, who's that Who's that defensive end um, who's also a joke? Uh, who uh, was it? Um, it was it was Waller, and then it was two, uh, another guy. Um, who was on the Raiders? End. Yeah, on the Raiders. Who's a, um, oh, is it the uh, the big white guy you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, with the Ma- on his arm. Is it Max? Is it Max Crosby? Max Crosby. Max, Max Crosby. Crosby. Yeah, I think it's Max Crosby. If- or Alex or Alex Crosby, I think. I believe. Um, give me one second. I got his name. Yeah, I, I don't want right to get his now. name wrong. Um, because they're comparing like their, you know, their their um drug abuses and how they, you know, um, picked it up because they both had the same kind of story. Yeah, Max Crosby, dude, he's a. St- 
stud too. Where's this guy come from? He he was having a nice year last year, you know, he balled out. But dude, oh my god, what starting the year off on fire, man! Like especially against like the Ravens, man, they couldn't contain him. That guy was disrupting everything, man. Facts, facts. And my boy, my boy, um, my boy, my boy from Maryland said, "I miss Waller and Bmore and me too, my brother." Uh, can't complain about um Andre. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Andrews, Andrews. Yeah, Mark Andrews. Yeah, he, he I mean, he's a tank. I got my boy Big Jerry in the building. Uh, Big J. <laughs> Love, yes, Love the support, man. Love the support, man. Um, but hey, man, this past uh this past Ravens game, man, you guys had a little little rough one against Detroit. I didn't expect that at all. That should have been a walk in the park for you. You guys had the 66-yard field goal for the win by Justin Tucker, the greatest kicker of all time. How do you feel, Big J? Are you a little disappointed by that game? Well, see, the thing is, I know we talked about this briefly towards the end of our other podcast about, like, the, like the streaming services and stuff, and um, I totally missed the game because I couldn't live stream it, Um, like, uh, so I was out with my parents, or my mom, and I was live streaming. I was I was watching the score on my on my phone, and it was it was a back and forth game. I know Hollywood had a couple pick or had a couple drops in the first half, like three tap first quarter first half drops. Um, but the highlights on SportsCenter was crazy. Like Lamar, it was like fourth and nineteen. Uh, Lamar had a couple dimes. Um, got into field goal range, and yo, I saw a, a video on social media. Of Justin Tucker, he was hitting the sixty yarders in pregame, bro. He's the goat when it comes to kicking, man. That's yeah, he's why like Curry shooting half score shots pregame. You know? It's like, amazing, dude. That's like it's it's honestly like watching like like a great golfer just lining it up and just boom nailing yo, it. Like, it's so that, hard to do. Man. That ball hit the post though. That ball hit the post. Yeah, and I was scared. That and the thing is, it was retrospect because like the, I think a couple years ago, Tucker had the same situation mm-hmm. in Detroit, kicked the same field goal. Um, so the fans kind of knew it on Sunday, but, um, yeah, I mean, Lamar, he, I mean, he played fairly well. I mean, uh, could have been better. He could have been better against a, a crappy kind of defensive team, but like he made some, some smart decisions on, on the field, but, but then you have Mahomes who had three, two or three picks. Dude, in the, what is going on the out there, man? I mean, I, I know that the Chargers got a decent defense. We don't really talk about uh, Joey Bosa anymore because Nick Bosa's been killing it in San Francisco, but that guy's a stud. They got a decent defense. They're building with a young quarterback, but, I mean, hey, they, they held Dak Prescott to, like, nine points in fantasy, and I was so mad because not only am I a Cowboys fan and I would want to see Dak killing it because I've been saying that he's a top-five quarterback for a while now, but, oh, man. They just uh they're just clicking down in San Diego, especially with Herbert. That's a nice future coming ahead, man. Watch out. Yeah, Herbert Herbert reminds me of like a young, like not polished yet, but young like Tom Brady, man. Pocket passer who can kind of like is a little more agile than Tom Brady was. Mm-hmm. Um, he can sling the ball real well. And I was shocking when I saw the highlights of that game. Like Mahomes is like throwing it off the throw, doing a no look pass, like throwing it off. He can't be doing that, man. I mean, he can do it, but he can't be like being too cocky. I feel like people see it coming now because we've seen the no-look passes. He should know better than throwing off his back foot like that. You're not getting as much power with the throw. I mean, he's already got a cannon for an arm, right? So it's like it is what it is, but he he's better than that. And I don't I don't see him repeating that mistake twice. But mm-hmm. we'll see, yeah, man. Like, 
Yeah, so let's like step back a little bit. How do you think about that Ravens and Chiefs game and um, Sunday night, man? Uh, 35 36 Ravens poured out in the, with, with the win. How'd you feel about that? I know we went over a little bit in the in last podcast episode, mm-hmm. but like now we have some more time. What did you, like, you think about it, man? Whenever these two get together, it's always a good show. These are yeah. two exciting quarterbacks. Um, as we said, as I said last episode, top 10 quarterbacks. Um, one is legitimately the best player in the league right now, and it's really not that close when it comes to ability. Um, I'd say number two would be Aaron Rodgers got to be up there with him. And Lamar Jackson is right in that, uh, you know, seventh range for me, as we were saying last time. But, man, I, I don't know two more exciting quarterbacks when they get out there because Pat Mahomes looks makes passing look fun again. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, he's obviously a top two scrambler in the NFL, him and um, Josh Allen up in Buffalo there. But any time like these guys go, it, it's it's always a good game. And quite frankly, I was really surprised about like the Chiefs dropping the game, man. Like you guys snuck out of there with that one. But the Chiefs need to get their stuff together, man. They're they're better than this. I what are they one and two right now? Yeah, I think Clyde Harris Heller had another fumble that game. Uh, after that fumble uh, that uh, the rookie uh, line linebacker made in that Chiefs game, so maybe he's having a little bit of you know, nightmares. Uh, but he, I mean, I mean, see, like the thing about criticizing like games, it's like it's hard because like it's like week three, week four, like I mean, it's, it's a seventeen week season, so we can't really judge um, like you know teams. But I mean, the seeing Mahomes throw like two picks is like mm-hmm. it's not really like himself. Um, well, these are winnable games. You expect right. the guy who's the best in the league, and especially at the quarterback position where you that's the most chance to make an impact in an NFL game. You're controlling that entire offense. You expect him to go out there and beat the Chargers. You expect him to, you know, not kill the Ravens, but you expect him to come out with that win, of course, especially like, you know, Andy Reid is a top coach in the NFL too. Like, I don't know what's going on there. I know their defense isn't necessarily the greatest, but, I mean, hey, they got the Honey Badger. They got some playmakers, but I expect more from them, especially when we're always holding them in such high regard, man. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not like, so, uh, like, so me being a Ravens fan, like, uh, we, I mean, we're getting some good pieces back. We're getting, um, I think Nick Boyle back. Um, he was, I think he had a knee injury, uh, like from two seasons ago. He was our blocking, lead blocking tight end. Um, and getting the rookie Bateman back, t- tons of speed from Minnesota. Um, and I mean, rookie. Uh, right receiver, like I said uh, before, um, in the other podcast, I was like the Ravens. They like that three, that three tight end combination. Yeah. That that Dennis Pitta, Nick Boyle, and Mark Andrews combination. That 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 Nick Boyle, uh, John Oliver, and Mark Andrews combination. Because like, so if you have three tight ends on the on the side, it can give Lamar just some time to scramble or add them more time. And I do like Lamar. Um. His passing, like I'm not trying to be biased here, but like just seeing what I'm seeing, like he's has a little bit more time to pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like we had that mm-hmm. Villanueva dude from Steelers. Uh, I think John Harbaugh moved him to like right tackle, to the left tackle. He was, he was getting manhandled uh, Sunday night against the Raiders, so he went back to an old position where he played it at Steelers. So I mean, he's getting a little bit more time in the pocket, going, but he's still juking people out. But I, I can see, I see more time. And as you know, Lamar sees he sees his projections. I mean, you know, if 
I mean, I'd rather him throw the ball away than throw an interception if he can't get a read. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, man. You want him to just take better care of the ball. And I think that's the next progression in, in Lamar's um in, in his game. I don't think he's a bad quarterback, man. I like I just think he's a little too careless. I think he could, you know, work on throwing the ball but better. But you just said he needs a little more time. Um, it's crucial. Speaking of giving a quarterback time, Big J, mm-hmm. we were talking about Justin Fields and <laughs> I, I don't mean to, uh, you know, brag a yeah. little bit here, but you asked me about, you know, rookie quarterbacks and how they can be successful and stuff. And I said the O-line, and I don't trust that O-line up in Chicago. And they killed him out there, man. Nine sacks. Miles Garrett had four and a half sacks alone on Justin Fields, man. You cannot let any quarterback, let alone a rookie quarterback, taking those kind of hits, man. How do you feel about this? I mean, I mean – Matt Matt Nagy, what like what what choice did he have? Like Dalton, <laughs> I, it's funny seeing you seeing your, your seeing you shake your head, man. But I mean, what I mean, Dalton's hurt. I mean, he could put in Nick Foles, like a veteran quarterback. Um, it just sucks for the rookie man is to be put in that situation. Um, freaking just getting a sack left and right. Miles Garrett eating up the offense. Um, but I'm surprised. I, I, I mean, people are going to hate me for this. Well, maybe not hate me, but I'm surprised Matt Miles Garrett is even playing for what he did a couple of years prior to that. That was – I had no Steelers, problem man. with that, man. I had no problem with <laughs> hey, that. Hey, it's football, but that could have uh, been – Listen, that know. whole thing was – that the whole thing was, uh, you know, that was Bush League, that entire situation. But I, I'll tell you right now, I, I watched that game live. I've watched that clip enough time. I even wrote a paper for the Connecticut School of Broadcasting on that play. All right? And quite frankly – uh, Mason Rudolph, you bum. Uh, how dare you try and flip that whole thing? You got mad because you got sacked. You tried ripping uh, Miles Garrett's helmet off first. You kicked him in the family jewels. And then, like, you throw all this whole thing. And here's where I lost all respect for Miles Garrett. I'm sorry, for uh, Mason Rudolph. He had he wanted to go up and talk trash to uh, Miles Garrett. He yeah. had two paths he could take legitimately. He could have went right up to him man-to-man and talked to him, you know, and had that confrontation, but no, he decided to go to the left to go behind his big offensive lineman and talk trash behind the lineman. And then Miles Garrett uh, reacted the way that he did. I'm not saying that it was necessarily right. I'm saying that Mason Rudolph instigated that entire situation and then poured more fuel on the fire when it could have just been done. And if, like I said, man, if you're going to go take it there, don't get behind your offensive lineman, man. You're a man. I understand that. You know, we're dealing with a, a, a physical specimen. Uh, 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 I don't even know what to say about Miles Garrett's physique, man. It's like, it's the only thing I could say is like a, a Greek god among average men out there, you know. So I understand being a little intimidated. But if you're going to go talk your crap, man, go talk your crap and be a man about it. So, right. hey, it is what it is. But he's lucky that the suspension was. That's what I'm saying, because the NFL's kind of getting like, you know, strict about that. About the policies, which we might get it, like which we could get into. Like, I want to hear your feedback on these, like these 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 new rules, man. Um, but like, yeah, I definitely agree. Like, it's football, but like you said, like, he's lucky that you know he did get suspended for well, what, like ha- the whole rest of the year, right? Or he's lucky. A couple games. I, I think it was the rest of the year, but I think it only ended up being about like, like four games. games. He's lucky he didn't miss a season for that. He's lucky he didn't catch an assault. Because I mean, I mean, like you're right. Like you know, Mason Rudolph should like you know he's a man should you know. Step up to him, but like then again, like helmet, you know, with his force, 
that helmet yeah. cracked. And yeah. Mason Rudolph, that like he's lucky that he got hit with the uh, just the face mask, right? Or, no, no, no. He Miles no, had the, helmet, the face right? mask. It was the back of the helmet, but there's some padding on the inside, and it came down. That could have been a much worse situation, man. But like I said, dude, don't start nothing. There won't be nothing. You know what I mean? You want right. to start it up? Shout out DMX, bro. You want to start it up? There's gonna be a problem, man. You know? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, not 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 DMX. Uh, I believe that's Lloyd Banks. You know? Um, both of them. Those are two lines from both of them. But uh, hey, I'm big respect, fans of both. Respect. Yes, sir. Yes, but sir. you know what I'm saying, man? Like you cannot, you cannot act tough. You're gonna get exposed out there. You're dealing with guys that are really about it, and they're athletic freaks. We're talking about NFL players. You're some of the best athletes on the planet, man. You know. But yo, getting back into it, um, mm -hmm. I want to talk about something that's really not talked about in sports that much. Uh, particularly, yeah. I'm sorry, not really talked about in the NFL. We saw special teams have big impacts on games this uh this last week, Big J. As we mentioned before, your boy Justin Tucker, game winner, 66-yard field goal, first to do it. Amazing play there. Uh the kid in Jacksonville returned a 109-yard field goal attempt to the house. How do you let that happen? Unbelievable, man. It reminds me of that one game in Alabama when um that man was I'm an Alabama fan, but yep. the same thing happened, man. Auburn he, brought it uh, back on you, right? Missed the field goal. Yep. And went it all the way down. Um, yeah, you're you have a good point, man. Tucker had a um I mean, I mean he he's a he's the best kicker in the league, but that 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 kick was like the way Phenomenal. it bounced off the pole and went. I guess the angle of the ball, man. Like, um, but uh, yeah, you're right, man. Special teams is, I mean, people don't think, talk about like special teams a lot because, like, you know, I mean, what, like, kickers get paid, what, three mil, like, whatever, four mil, not whatever. even, dude. I, I've seen kicker, I mean, that's like the higher end of it. I, I know a lot of kickers that are signing for league minimums, league minimums, and they're, they're a big part of the teams, like, you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like, look at the Cowboys, uh, against Tampa Bay, we hung in there every facet of the game against Tampa. Mm -hmm. Greg Zerloin misses some crucial field goals and a couple of extra points. We should have won that game, man. And people don't talk about special teams enough because it's not glamorous. It's not always a part of, um, you know, it's not always a part of the big plays, but it's very crucial, man. I'm very mad at the NFL for shortening the uh, the kickoff return. I used to love watching Devin Hester take it yeah, to the I house. I forgot about that. I'm like, what? So what happened? To, can, you, can you remind me of that? I, like, I forgot. So, like, they, they moved it where the – um. wait, don't get me wrong. They, like, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, so the, the new rule was before they changed the rule, like, the – the so the, the kicker would be in the in the middle, right? Yep. They would have the two, like – they could have they could have moved before the kicker, right? But you now they have to wait for the kickoff to, like – for them to you, kick the ball? You've always had to wait for the kicker, but they they shortened the distance, so this way mm. they're getting more touchbacks uh, because they want to eliminate the collision. If you're just going to do that, man, then after, the after like, a, a, a touchdown or a field goal, you know, the change of position that happens before the kickoff, dude, just if you're going to try to eliminate it like that, just have them come out at the 20 and just take it out of the game completely, man. I absolutely can't stand it. It's It was one of the most exciting parts of the game. That's where you see a lot of the big hits, and it's like – I, I don't know, man. I understand this whole CTE stuff that's out there. It's a legitimate thing. But we're at yeah. a point now where these athletes, ha we have enough information on it. They know the risks. If they don't want to play, they don't need to play. You know, this is you're making a lot of money to play a game out there. And it's on them if whether or not they want to do it. The league shouldn't be taken. A, 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 obviously, you want to make the game safe. 
but you don't want to take away the excitement from the game. Like, that was one of the best parts of the game. Anything could happen. Devin Hester back in the day was a legitimate – you had to plan for that, man. Like, what were you going to do? You know, you don't want to kick to him. That guy could take off or bring it to the house at any time. The guy should be in the Hall of Fame just for kick returning. Like, obviously, he wasn't the best wide receiver, but he's the greatest return man I've ever seen in my life. Facts, facts. Like, and 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 if when like if anyone argues like argues you argues you on that, and like if, uh, that's non negotiable. Like, that's facts, bro. Like he was, and like hey, look at Jacoby Jones, bro. Jacoby Jones in the Super Bowl. Same situation, ran, ran that shit back for like 109, 108 yards. He was in that touch, he was in the end zone too when he ran that, ran, ran that ball back. But like, you're right, like, special teams really doesn't get like talked about. And like, Justin Tucker, man, like, he's like making kicking look easy, man. Mm-hmm. He, like, this the tech, tech. Well, I think, um, like, Sunday's technique was he did like a jump, a jumping start. He, he okay. ran up and did it, and he just kicked it, man. And like they're finding out new things, man. If you're looking at the punters these days, the 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 angles at which they're hitting the ball to get certain spins on it, they're getting that English on it, that backspin when it hits right at like the two yard line instead of going right into the um right into the end zone, they're getting that backspin to place it. It's almost like you know when you're hitting like a like a, a, a nine iron on golf. It's like watching like a golfer, like place that right in there. It's awesome, man. And right, it's right. something that we really don't talk about. Cause it's not like, uh, to me, like that's cool, man. Like punters don't get enough credit. That's a really important part. Field position. This game is all about field position. We love the big plays. We love the big hits, but that doesn't always happen, man. Sometimes you got to grind a game out and you need that position. And that, that is a uh-huh. mentality that teams really need to start buying into. Like we're, we're not going to get it all in one play. Sometimes we just need to go to war. And and then another, another thing that people are talking about is I think the NFL is slowly, slowly, but surely turning into the new NBA. And what I mean by that is – I know what you mean. How, like – I get it. Like you said, CTE, like, you know, um, a lot of brain injuries and stuff. And I, and I get that. But um, there's more contact to the head in fall than basketball. Um, but, like – like you said, we missed the big hits. Um, uh, we missed the spectacular plays. We uh, we missed like you know t- talking crap, not getting you know a foul. And I mean, I get it. The league is protecting the quarterbacks and you know the the, the most top players, but uh, it's slowly, slowly turning into um, kind of like a softer league. But Absolutely. then again, it's like two sides to the story, like to protect the quarterbacks. There's research about brain injury, CTE. Um, but then again, it takes the fun out of, you know, I mean, I, was, I, I don't agree with like head on head, head on helmet contact. And I, that's, that's a no, a no, no call, no show, uh, no call, no show. But um, yeah, like, like, do you agree with that? Like, do you disagree with that about how it's slowly turning into like, I, I absolutely agree with you, man. Even with I, the calls too, man, the taunting, like, you know, this, yeah. If I hit you, man, I point at you like, what's good? Oh, yeah. Dude, I, it's, you know, man, like, I, so I, you know, I played football my whole life. I played up until uh, senior year of high school. And, you know, some of those collisions, man, like, they're just unavoidable. Like, you can absolutely tell when a guy is targeting and when a guy is just trying to make a play. Like, you know, um, I understand, like, the trash talking, even though, like, let it happen. You know, but uh, this is a league for kids at the end of the day. They, they want to make it family 
oriented and they don't want to, you know, have the kids doing all that extra stuff. But man, we love football because of the violence growing up, man. Like I said, I'm a Cowboys fan. Ray Lewis was amazing. Brian Urlacher too. They were lighting everybody up, man. Terrell Suggs. Mm-hmm. These guys were just demolishing guys, and they were clean hits back there. If you're leading with a shoulder, obviously the head's going to get in there just a little bit. But, like, leading with a shoulder and messing a guy up, like, why is that a foul? They're calling these blindside hits. Well, if the guy's running, if I get my shoulder pad in front of his chest and lay him out, that's his fault for not having his head on a swivel. And now that's an illegal block, but all I'm doing is securing that that guy doesn't make a play because how many times do those guys catch up, you know, We've seen a couple of times guys should have a touchdown and somebody from the back end across the field comes, causes a fumble because the guy thinks he's in the clear. Everybody needs to be more alert. This is a violent game. I feel bad for the players back in the day. There wasn't enough studies being done, especially linemen. CTE is a legitimate thing, you know, and those guys deserve their money because there wasn't enough knowledge on it. And the NFL, you know, had some scandals with it with trying to say that this wasn't legitimate until – like these studies weren't legitimate until it eventually had to cave in. But now we're at a point where there's enough studies out there. If you're that afraid of CTE, you can pull an Andrew Luck and not play no more. Andrew Luck said these injuries are not worth it anymore. I think Carson Wentz might get to the exact same point because this poor man cannot stay healthy, you know. And he was a quality quarterback. He wasn't better than Dak Prescott, like people were saying. We all I saw that from the beginning. So I yeah. like I, I like being right there. But I do feel bad for the guy, man. I mean, he got another shot back at the Colts, and boom, he's down again. He he sprained both ankles for crying out loud last game, man. Like guy can't catch a break. But here's the thing: is what I'm saying to wrap uh, up my comment is, yeah, you know. You know what you're getting yourself into. This is a violent sport. People like the sport because it's violent. People like playing the game because you can get those frustrations of life out, man. It's it's mm. a healthy way to get that anger out. It's a fun way to do it, man. So we, you know what you're getting yourself into. Stop being weak and soft about it, man. You don't have to play. You're, you're a quality athlete. Go pick up something else and put your time somewhere if you don't want it. Make football violent again, man. Saw that hat the other day. It's the greatest hat I've ever seen in the world. <laughs> and you yeah. mentioned the NBA, Big J. Did you see the new changes that they uh, they're changing the rules? Um, where you can't launch into a guy no more and draw like those weak fouls that we like. They're letting see, defenses now, play defenses again, see, man. See, I, see now I agree with that in the NBA because I'm tired of um. So like, what's the rule? So like, if like so. Say like a player like Trey Young, right? He shoots a three, and he like kind of leans forward. I mean, that can that can cause an ankle injury if, if I land on your foot. You know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. you saw like the Kawhi Leonard and um Zaza Pachulia. Mm-hmm. And look, uh, he it, it took uh, Kawhi Leonard out a couple games in the playoffs, or I think it was like the that was a crucial play. But I mean, like that was a little more dirty on. But Zaza that was more dirty, though. yeah. That was targeted. for sure. But uh-huh. you see these guys, and you just said it, man. They're launching it in. They're Anything that's an unnatural shooting angle, which I don't know how they're going to rule on that, but I like the rule change. Let defenses play, man. The NFL is geared for an offensive league, man. The NBA, too, is like, hey, more more points on the board, more viewers, but I love a solid defensive battle, man. I love big hits. All right, I love when guys get clamped up in, in the NBA. Blocks is one of the most exciting parts 
of the game. Special yeah. teams in the NFL is one of the most special parts. Somebody Yo, blocking the a punt, they're, they're you know? good at it. They're good at it. Blocking punts. That's exciting, man. That's what fan bases want to see. They they want to see big plays happen, man. But how can you have big plays happen on the other side when every time you touch a guy too hard, it's a flag? Do you remember the weight rule that they came up with back in uh, a couple years back? Um, back when um, Clay Matthews was still on the, uh, I believe the Green Bay Packers, where if you tackle, if you sack the quarterback, and if you put too much weight on him, it was a flag, man. It was the most ridiculous rule I've ever seen in my life. It- Clay Matthews had like had to have about uh, legitimately eight sacks off his career that season. And they should really go back. I'm calling you out right now, NFL. You should go back into the stat books, give Clay Matthew back his stats because that was just clean tackles, man. You can't control how much body weight you put on a guy. They weren't dirty hits at all. It's ridiculous, man. We're, we're, so you're saying that, like, so like, like if you're a quarterback and I sacked you and I laid on top of you for like a, a like good five seconds after I sacked you, like that's a flag. No, nah, bro. Flag. They were saying they were saying like when you hit him, mm-hmm. if you put too much body weight on him. Then that's a like. How do you control that, man? You're running full speed. You're trying to. It's not like you're taking out like the guy's knee and like intentionally injuring him. It's just we're doing too much to protect people for no reason, man. Obviously, they're like obviously quarterbacks. They want to big investments here, right? They get the most money. They probably play the longest because they they probably take the least amount of hits. And I understand that, man, but. Hey, they're they're all professionals here at the end of the day. Nobody should be treated better than anybody else, man. Let these guys play defense. That's what they're here for. How can they do their jobs? People want to see big hits, man. Like I said, make football violent again. And yeah, right. I definitely agree with that comment. And um, I, like I would say too, um, so I mean, you probably like people shouldn't argue like the cornerback is probably the hardest thing to play because like these knickknack. If I pull your, I mean, obviously, if I pull your shirt or like hard or grab you, but you have, if you're backpedaling and you're trying to run like that and try to like, and you lose fight, like there are some plays where it's like knickknack, where it's like it's going to be a pass interference. Like how you and uh, how you think about that? Like the whole Jay, you gotta you gotta let the guys play, man. Obviously, exactly. you're allowed to jack a guy for the first five yards, right? But there's times where like. They're, they're calling, like, the contact on it. And these, they're calling fouls on uncatchable balls at some points, man. And that is just absolutely insane to me. Um, You got to let these guys play. You got to let them ball. And it is what it is at the end of the day. Like, you can't have every call. If there's a holding on the other side of the field, let it be, man. It didn't affect the play. If it affected the play directly, then you got to call it. But you got to have better judgment. These refs, I, I've been saying it for a while, man. I would like to see ref fines. How do you feel about that? Ref fines? Wow. Or at least the very so, least. Uh, I want the – you know how, like, NBA players – I'm sorry, just players in general have media obligations where you yeah. have to attend the press conference? I want refs to attend those those conferences, man, be held accountable. You know, I, they don't make a lot of money in terms of sports. You know, they're probably getting paid a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. So I don't want to take away from somebody's livelihood, but – Hey man, have these guys have media obligations and be held accountable because some of them are just atrocious, man. How do you feel? I that that's a good take, man. That that's a really good take on that. Uh, I didn't think about that. Um, like what was that one game? Um, controversial call that they ripped in the see. It was the Saints, and I think the um, 
It was that I think it was like that pass interference call that wasn't called. It's the pass interference. Now you can challenge on it. You know, yeah, but that, that rest could have been them, like in the media, you know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. That cost them a chance of going to the Super Bowl, man. That cost them the playoffs. Um, it's ridiculous, Big J. I'm watching, I was just watching the Cowboys game, big Cowboys fan. Right on the one yard line, they do a quarterback sneak right on fourth down. They go for it. Shout out Mike McCarthy for having the nuts to do it because Lord knows Jason Garrett wouldn't have it when he was with us. Um, but he goes for the quarterback sneak. Dak Prescott gets hit at the line, not going much, stretches the ball out from the back camera. If you play the whole clip, clearly gets the ball over the line. The call on the field, because from you look at from the sides, I can't necessarily blame the refs for this because the two sides, you cannot see there's too much big bodies in the way. They couldn't get the call right. So the call on the field was that uh, he didn't make the touchdown call stands, right, after the review. That's the problem, though, because they go back into the review. You see the angle from behind. They're showing what the ref's seeing. He's not playing the full clip. He's only playing half of the clip. If you let that clip play more, that clearly gets over the line. That is absolutely ridiculous to miss that call. We've seen it so many times. You remember back when uh, there was a play when Kevin Durant was on the Golden State Bounce. He's three foot out of bounds. His leg is three foot out of bounds when he has the ball, throws it back in couple years back and they're missing these calls like you got to get the calls right we have so much technology you should never get these calls wrong and i want these guys held accountable i'm sick of i didn't I, I didn't even think about that man how these like some of these refs and the thing is they get like it's not like they get thrown to the fire like they have don't they have like coaching classes and stuff like refereeing classes they, and like they have a rule back they could have the rule book in their back pocket they got guys from the studios back where i i believe uh the nfl is in new york with their um the caucus i think it's the caucus it used to, i i know the nba is in Secaucus, uh new jersey shout out new jersey that's where we from always repping the nj but um i think the mlb is out of Secaucus too but i believe the nfl might be out of new york but that's the thing, man. Like, they have all this hope. You have all the high-definition cameras. The We saw 8K cameras in the game last week. Like, these are – they have the best technology. This league makes so much money. They should have the best technology. And they have every opportunity to get it right because of the replay system. And you're still messing up because you want to stand by your initial judgment. Well, hey, man, human error happens, but own up to your mistakes. Exactly. You know, players got to answer to the media when they're messing up, you know. Refs need to start calling better games, man. I would like to see statistics out there on how good of a ref is so we know what to expect for crying out loud. They should be putting out numbers on how reliable. And I want to I want to start ranking referees here, man. I want to know their names. I want to know what they're <laughs> capable of so I know what to expect. You know, the guy Angel Hernandez in, in MLB is the worst umpire I've ever seen, man. That guy, have you seen him, man? He's garbage. I've seen a couple games. Like, I heard about him. Like, he's not, like, players don't like him. Dude, cause he, I nobody knows what he's looking at out there. And there's a couple of guys out there in the NFL. There's a couple of guys out there in the NBA. Every league, man. I, I want statistics on referees. I want internal reports released on it, man. Because hey, we we got the stats for the players. We know what they're doing, what they're not doing. Even if we don't watch the game, you know, I can tell how good a wide receiver is doing just by looking up his stats real quick. So why don't I have access to the ref? Because let's be honest, man. They have a bigger impact on the game than the players do sometimes. Facts. Yeah. So, like, speaking about refs, how do you feel about? Um, I feel like, uh, like the NFL's breaking their breaking the roof. Um, with like, uh, the girl refs, female refs, female refs. Do you think that's a good, you know, aspect to the game? Like, absolutely, you know, you got, um, man. 
I, same, same. Like, especially in the NBA too. Like, I got know. no problem with it. I my mm-hmm. thing is, is this is this is a position where anybody can learn a rule book, man. You, mm-hmm. you don't have to be a freak athlete. You don't have to be a male to know the rules. Like, by all means, if if a female is the best person for the job, if if they're scoring higher than the males, by all means, get them out there. I want the best officiating out there. These chicks don't take no crap, man. And shout out to them because that was a big criticism. People were like. Oh, you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to, you know, make a fair call because they might get intimidated by the male athletes. These are physical specimens. Like, dude, we're living in an age where women are more powerful than they've ever been as a whole in the country. And that's awesome, man. You know, so if you're afraid of like these women speaking their mind, women are doing stuff we never thought that they would do back in the 1950s. And they're showing us up, man. So shout out the women progressing, moving forward. But yeah, man, it don't matter. I don't care. Who it is, I just want the best person for the job. I want the best game called out there. Facts. Who cares, facts, man? Facts, man. But I mean, obviously, you gotta like protect the players, and and there's a fine line between like protecting players and just let, let the players play. And um, yeah, just like like shout out to all the women out there who were trying to get, you know, there's an assistant coach on the Spurs. Um, the chick wait. there was the defense of the chick who's helping on the defense for um That's the 49ers, 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 dude. If they're killing it, um, you're uh, talking uh, about Becky think... Hammond on the Spurs, Becky, Becky Hammond. Hammond, she's gonna be a head coach at some point, man. You know, she's killing it. The chick on um the 49ers, I don't know much about her, I saw a bunch yeah. of commercials about her, but hey, man, they made it to a Super Bowl and I that defense first... was killer. Defense was killer, man. So I think the first game of the season, I think an African American woman was the first referee ever. We had a black, a uh, first African American referee group. Um, so a lot let's of give a round of applause for broken, that, man. man. Let's give a round. You wouldn't see this years ago, man. Like, we, we, yeah, you know, like you that's awesome, bro. I, I love seeing like diversity and everybody getting a fair shot. Like, let's just keep it moving. So, but so, yeah, let's. Well, yeah, I'm trying to cut you off, man. Go ahead, go ahead. No, man. no, you go, man. Um. You know, let's let's just keep it moving. Like that's awesome that that happened, but we should like I don't want to focus on somebody's color, somebody's gender. I don't care, man. If you're the best person for the job, you should be on that field. You should be in any position if you're more qualified. If if you're judging somebody off of their skin, man, off of uh, off of them being a female, like bro, get out of here. Like you know, there's mm. there's certain instances that like I don't necessarily agree with, like. You know, um, I, I've been seeing, like, a couple of fights. Uh, there's some, like, MMA promotions out there where you got, like, these giant males fighting, like, these tiny women because they're just open-weight fights. Like, that's a completely different story. But we're talking yeah. about, you know, refereeing out here. Anybody can do it. It's fair for everybody. Let them, let them go out there, man. Let's get at it. So, speaking about, like, diversity, how do you feel about the NFL? Um, let, let's get away from the referees and all that. Mm-hmm. Good take, good take. Thank you. Um, so speaking of this thing in, in NFL and um in the NBA, like um with like the owners, um like like we talked about on the last podcast, they're predominantly all all white owners. All so like old, old white male owners, man. And like, yeah, so how do you hey, feel about you know um and even coaches too? Um you see, you know, the who's I always forget his last name. You know, he's on the Chiefs, the ball headed dude, the ball headed black dude. Um he's the offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. Um, I know the dude Todd Boyle was on the Buccaneers. I, I don't know the man on the Chiefs. But how do you feel about, like, obviously, um, I know where you're saying, but, like, you know, like, you, you don't care about, like, you know, the color of your skin or, like, whatever the gender. But, like, how do you feel about, like, 
do you see the NFL in the near future like bringing in African American, Hispanic? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Owners, I mean, I, I do, I do. Absolutely. Um, I mean, dude, listen, I, I'm Portuguese, Italian, I'm Latin descent. Like, okay, I don't really know what Portuguese is classified at this very moment. I, I, Caucasian, I, man. Nothing. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, man, I am Caucasian. I, I, I don't know where they're classifying us. <laughs> I think we're under like the Hispanic Latin category right now, and um, you know, like my culture is close to Puerto Rican, and uh, you know, so like Hispanic cultures and stuff, man. I believe the term Hispanic comes from common kingdom of Hispania that Spain and Portugal share. But like, I love seeing people that share like my background, you know, doing big things, man. I, as we all do, we, we want to look up to people that like remind us of ourselves, because especially when we can't necessarily do that. I would love to have like, you know, a, a little Puerto Rican kid looking up and being like, Hey, my favorite wide receiver is repping that man. My favorite basketball player is repping that just doesn't have to be the baseball player. I don't have to be a baseball player. Like there's guys that look like me that are doing it too. And that's what we're getting at, man. I listen, the mm -hmm. owners are predominantly white. I think it's like 90%. The only uh, minority owner that I know of is Tony Khan down in Jacksonville as terms of the NFL. Um, we've been hearing that Jay-Z is going to be on uh, being a part of a owner group for a while. And, Dude, there was a point in the NFL where they didn't think that um, African-Americans could be quarterbacks for crying out loud. Dude, like, what does it matter? Warren Moon, shout out Warren Moon, helping breaking down, like, the barriers, man. Um, what does it matter? If that's the best guy, I don't care, dude. If I got a quarterback that can go out there and play like Patty Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or the next Joe Montana – take him all day i don't give a damn what his name is where he's from what he looks like if i got a next if you got the next bill belichick you're not gonna make him your head coach what because he don't look like everybody else who cares man keep him moving best man or best female up for the job and keep him moving man as long as it's on a fair playing field there should be no there should be no gender biases Absolutely. We should, dude, we're living in 2021, man. Like, we got to move past the color barrier and stuff, man. Like, we need to be better. We just need to keep progressing, man. And that's that's why America is the way that it is, man. Like, we like why it's been a, a dominant force in terms of, you know, a powerhouse in terms of other nations because I, we're not afraid to progress. But let's be honest, man. There's some facets of our society that we, we should be better at already, man. The fact yeah. that we're still talking about color and stuff in 2021 is a problem, bro. We got to keep it moving. We got to keep on building. And we just got to keep on progressing, dog. Yeah, so speaking of this, I just want to say on, on, like the, on the diversity. For a viewer, this could be a little a little touchy. So how do you feel about – I want to get your opinion on the Colin Kaepernick situation. So I, I know and know, I know it, was, it was back in 2016. I, I, I'm going back when it first started, this whole um, – because I took a lot of sports classes in college uh, right now, and, like, we're trying to talk about, like, pioneers, people who broke in the barriers, um, Jackie Robinson. Um uh, like um, Hank Aaron, uh, all these. So, how do you feel about Colin Kaepernick, um, uh, being American and doing what he did, um, uh, kneeling down? Like, how do you? Like, what are your? Like, what's your take on it? Like, what do you think, man? So, I always forget the guys. Um, here we go, Big J. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, so I bounced around colleges a little bit. I attended the Sussex. County uh, Sussex County Community College, and I actually did a 10-page report on this situation. Um, 
we were talking about like some political stuff here, man. And obviously this is a sports podcast, but sometimes the things just bleed into each other. So we can't be afraid to, to cover this territory. Um, I did a 10 page report on that. And I think that was the most misconstrued protest of all time. And people don't understand because they just run with narratives these days. And we don't want to listen to other sides of stories. The fact of the matter is this, if anybody that was out there that's played pop Warner football, you know, in, in like these younger leagues growing up, when a player gets injured, right, or something bad happens out there, guys not moving, the biggest, the best, what do you do out there, man? You take a knee because it's the ultimate sign of respect. The first time Colin Kaepernick ever decided to do something about his protest, he sat down on the bench, and I don't necessarily know how I feel about that, but I do know that I believe it was Nate Boyer who was the long snapper of the Seattle Seahawks, took notice of this. Nate Boyer, for those of you that don't know, is a former Green Beret for the United States Army. That is one of the most strategic, uh, prestigious titles Excuse me, you could have, man. The guy was special forces. Not only was he military, he was military of the highest standards. And it was Nate Boyer who reached out to him and said, hey, man, I see what you're doing. I hear you. I think you should really do it this way because we all know in football, taking a knee is a sign of respect. People are going to be talking about it. And I don't think you're disrespecting the flag, our flag that I fought and that my buddies have lost their lives fighting for. So I saw nothing wrong with that. I think it was a, an absolute joke how people just ran with it. We were saying that he was anti-American. Like he didn't burn a flag. He didn't turn his back to it. Like he took a knee to get attention. He was still showing respect, but he was just letting you know, yo, my people need help out here, man. And y'all need to do something about this. I have this platform. I'm a, a, a star quarterback in the NFL just came out out of the Super Bowl a couple of years back. And Hey, I got to utilize this platform. So I commend Colin Kaepernick for that. And everybody out there that that's the problem with this nation right now, man. We're not listening to each other. We just see things. It's like, yo, I don't even have to associate with people that have different views than me. And we're seeing it from both sides, man. It's an absolute joke. We need to be better at this. We need to start understanding. And hey, just because you don't live through something doesn't mean that other people haven't lived through it, man. We all have our own experiences. We all have our own uh walks of life that we come from and don't sit there and try to tell someone else's story because you don't know nothing about it dog see the reason why i'm like i'm smirking because like i love the freaking energy bro. i love the energy man because like most people don't have the guts to like say what you have to say on well not really on national tv but like, on a podcast like and speak you're speaking the truth like and like so my take on it is um i see okay so First Amendment, man. That's first. That, that's the thing. Freedom of speech, right? He came out. Before I get the thing wrong, I gotta look it up. What he said, because he he had a um he had an interview, right? And he was like, "I'm not um, I just not. It's not like I disrespect the flag. I'm doing it for the oppression for the people of color." Um, but here, just, just, just give me one second, guys. Um, I'll look up this um. Uh, the, the, uh, but yeah, Big J, as you said, like, that's what it was about, man. Like, he, I don't think Colin Kaepernick was out there saying F the police. He was saying F the police that don't do their job right, you know? And let's be honest, man, in any group of people, it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what job you have, what groups you associate in. There's great people out there and there's some bad people out there. And there's just some people that are just bad at their jobs at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, we got to give some, I, I think we got to give a little slack to a, 
police officers. I mean, dude, they're they're yeah. highest among divorces in terms of career. They're they're barely home. They're dealing with people on the worst day of their lives. And they're they're pretty up there in suicide rate, man. So it's a rough job out there. And I commend people for doing that. But at the end of the day, like some people just aren't good at their jobs. And we need to understand that. There's there's NFL players, man. We're on here talking crap about them all the time because they're not doing their jobs. It is what it is, man. And we need to recognize yeah. that that some people just aren't meant for it. And we need to we need to figure it out, man. We need more. Hey, I'll tell you right now, man. We need more minority officers out there, man. We need to stop, we need to stop looking at people that take opportunities and do something just because there's not a, a majority group doing it, that that's bad. Like, why isn't there more Hispanic quarterbacks in the NFL, man? I don't know. I don't, I, that's, you know? I don't know. Why isn't there know. more Asian NBA players? Jeremy Lin was awesome, had a nice little run. Yao Ming's a legend. Why don't we have more Asian basketball players in the league? You know? Um, that's... Yeah, so I did, I did find the, um, the statement. So I'm like, um, so this is coming from, this is on NFL.com. Mm-hmm. Um, re- uh, reported by Steve Wache. I- I'm sorry for pronouncing that name wrong, but um, the statement was from Conca- the, the I think the week uh, before or, or week, the week after. He was like, I'm not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. Uh, he continued by saying, this is not something that I'm going to run by anybody. I'm not going, look- I'm not looking for an approval. I have to stand up for people that are oppressed. If they take football away, my endorsements from me, I know that that's still, still for it. That was, that, that was right. So, so for people who don't know the situation, I know it was um, – so what he's trying to say is um, take football aside, uh, away from the situation. He's saying that there is communities across the whole country that are dealing with the oppressed, um, like people being gunned down by officers, uh, the – um, American flag um, is uh, for one nation under God, indivisible, with, with liberty and justice for all, right? And Colin Kaepernick, he wasn't dis- disrespecting the flag. Maybe some people thought that maybe standing up for the flag is normal, and you, just, you know, but he felt, he believed in his power and his purpose that what he did was right. And he was speaking for the people, people of color, uh, Hispanics, Blacks, um, black women, black men who are just being untreated unfairly, and look and look at it. Retrospect: We're in twenty twenty one or twenty or twenty 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 one now. Uh, we saw George Floyd, right? The same situation: a white officer kneeling on someone's neck for what, eight something minutes, and that's the reason why Colin, that's the reason why Colin it was kneeling for the flag because of people of color getting mistreated by the cops. And 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 I'm not here to talk politics because it's, it's a sports podcast, but it's hard to, you know, it's hard to not talk about politics when it comes to sports because um, I know this is a sensitive topic for everyone to, if you're listening to it, I know, but uh, this, this, this segment, but uh, you're just going to understand there's two sides of every story. You know what I'm saying? Just like you said, the, the Green Beret dude, uh, all, like you said, he's a retired vet, right? He retired. was retired. Retired and, Green Beret. Highest standards, right? Highest standards. He nobody even was talking about that. Approval, you know what I'm saying? He, nobody was even talking about that, Big J. And that's what, you know, these narratives just come out for both sides. And like I said, both sides, y'all need to be better at this stuff, man. I can't stand it. I hate seeing our, our country become so divided, but that's that's what's happening, man. And as you said, Big J, like, 
he was doing it for what he believed in. And he, I commend the man because he was willing to give up everything that he worked for. And everybody, you know, y'all did your homework. Like, oh, Colin Kaepernick comes from an affluential uh, family from, I believe, Nevada. Um, Okay. And he was still willing to give up his entire dream of being an NFL quarterback, which less than 1% of the population will ever be. Okay. Because there's only 32 jobs in the entire country for it. All right. And it's just like, I can't stand when people are like, yo, shut up and dribble. Hey, man, why? You're out here giving a take. You might be a plumber, an accountant, a lawyer. What makes you any different? You're contributing to society in some facet. You know, these guys provide entertainment. That's why they make so much money. Everybody's like, oh, we need to be giving the money to the heart surgeon, ba ba ba. Absolutely, the heart surgeon deserves money. The average man makes money for doing their job. But it's not their fault that they bring in billions of dollars every year we never talk about the billion dollar owners that are signing these checks like why isn't that the problem but you know the guy who's you know dribbling a basketball or catching a football he makes a statement and it's an issue but we never have a problem with an average guy doing it like we never have a problem with a celebrity doing it as long as they're saying something that we agree with. We need to understand that we got a lot of people in this country, a lot of backgrounds, a lot of different walks of life, and people have different views based on their culture. Let's be honest, man. That You could break this. This country is so big. We don't understand that. You could break this country up into probably like five different territories, and it's a complete – somebody grew up completely different in Seattle than somebody in Boston, Massachusetts, man. They're going to have different values, different views, and different walks of life. And just different experiences at the end of the day, Big J. And I, I can't stand that. These guys have platforms. Use your platform. Get your voice out there and, and say what you got to say, man. Kids look up to these guys, you know. Like I said, last podcast, I didn't know who the governor of New Jersey was when I was five. I knew who Michael Vick was. I knew who Ray Lewis was, all right. I knew who mm-hmm. Derek Jeter was. Kids look up to these guys. They have they have an obligation to speak up sometimes, man. And because athletes in the past didn't do it, it's like, well, he didn't do it. So-and-so didn't do it. Well, so-and-so decided that, you know, endorsement deals were more important because of his situation. You got a a, a dude who doesn't come from the best neighborhood. He might not be willing to speak on these things because he doesn't want to mess up his contract because he's feeding everybody from his old neighborhood with that contract man he's putting people on lebron james gets so much criticism all the times in terms of you know talking so much we never talk about lebron james as a stand up dude he his five core friends right four of which he was on his starting um team in high school and his boy mav Carter, who I don't think played basketball with him, but was just a childhood friend. That's five dudes that he never forgot, bro. They all do something. He made them who they are. You know, Mav Carter is would not have a platform necess- like as big as it is if it wasn't for LeBron, you know? And he – and not only did these guys – these guys are great guys too because how many times have we seen an athlete put somebody on and, you know, they're robbing for them. They're, they're doing them dirty. It happens all the time. So shout out LeBron and his friends out there. For holding each other down. LeBron gave him the opportunity. They made the best of the opportunity. You know, and it's like, oh, I disagree with them. So LeBron's a POS. Absolutely not, man. Just because you disagree with somebody doesn't make him a bad person. Right. And uh, like I'm just saying, like Colin, Colin Kaepernick was kneeling for uh George Floyd. He was kneeling for uh Philando Castile. He was kneeling for um uh Eric Gardner. Uh he was he was kneeling for all and there's and so many others. And, and those were like cases that 
were brought into the limelight because they were so big. But there's other, you know, other uh, crimes and violence that happens in other parts of the country that nothing gets covered. And he was known for those people where we're supposed to be one nation under God, individual liberty justice for all, for all, not just a certain color, not for everyone, for equity. And that's what he was doing. And people see, I, I, I don't want to say it, but like, so I used to live in Maryland, right? And I, I went to all, like kind of like all my, all my high school, right? They're all like, you know, Republicans, you know? And I feel like, uh, I hate bringing politics, but I feel like, you know, during that era, Trump was kind of like that, the vocal point of that, you know, because he was saying how like, oh, they should fire the the beats, like Colin Kaepernick, you know, because I was looking for like 2016 and um, like that, like, so like when you won a championship, right? Yeah. You're, you're supposed to go to the White House, right? Yeah. To celebrate the championship. So a lot of when teams Trump, say, when uh-uh. Trump, and, uh, yeah. And hey, man, that's that's their right to at the end of the day. Um, it is what it is. And Trump, you know, he knew his audience. He played to his audience. And, you know, I'm I think not... he said sons of the bees, I think, or in the statement or whatever, like after Colin did that. Yeah. But I just don't. I mean, hey, I man, believe he's... in equity, man. At, I at the end of the day, in... Big J, we, we mm-hmm. have an audience that we got to cater to. He's got an audience that he has to cater to. Obviously, mm-hmm. um. You know, I it, I don't know what to really say about it because it's kind of a catch-22 at the end of the day. Um, you know, so it, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, we're dealing with people with multiple platforms. Just because you don't agree with a guy doesn't make him a bad person um, in any aspect. Like so many people, like, like LeBron James gets so much hate. If you're going to hate LeBron James, hate LeBron James for the super teams, man. Don't. Don't hate LeBron or or because he used to get all the all the calls. Doesn't get him anymore for the Lakers. R.I.P. But that's why like th- that's reasons to hate a guy, not because he has a differing opinion. You can disagree with him. You can disagree with Colin Kaepernick all day, man. But start listening to people. It doesn't make him a bad person. And I, I just think that's what we need to get back to. Is just listening to each- these people. But yo, Big J, moving forward, right? Yeah. Let's get back to the sports. Yeah, man. That was that was that was deep, y'all. But like yeah, that was deep. Hey, we needed to. We needed to. Sometimes we just gotta go. For those of y'all that don't know, we you know, we have a a rough outline of where we want the show to go. But sometimes when we just have good conversation, we just gotta take that path and hey big J, shout out for noticing that path and taking it, man. That was some good content. Like I don't listen to my other podcasts, like I kind of like you know, relate that like to um like different like, I like to talk about, you know, things that people don't like to talk about, like, and that's good. Like, you know, you, you can't be, even on a podcast or, like, if you're going to come across with a friend, like, you have to have conversations. Like, if you, if you have, um, there was an anchor on CNN, um, Don Lennon, uh, or, or Lemon, or, or I, I butchered his last name, but he was like, um, he was like, if you have a white friend by your side, talk to them, have conversations with them. Absolutely, because you a white. So, for instance, right? I've, I've my best friend Kyle, uh, which I did a podcast with on my first season. He, he's a white, he's a white dude, high school buddy, and um, um, there are some talks where you know black kids they have that talk where like you should act right when a cop is around, right? But that white kid doesn't get that same talk. You know what I'm saying? Different backgrounds, and different it's all about, it's, it's all about you know. Look into your left, look into your right, look behind you, in front of you. And no matter the color, gender, have a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's how we get the movement going. 
And I like see I, when things I, I get sensitive, man. When it comes to like these things, but we have to talk about these things because like, dude, I, I you want to keep it strictly sports, but you can't. It's hard. Like we look like, look at the bubble, look at the bubble. We talked about the Bucks not playing because of what happened in Milwaukee with um James Blake, but the shooting. I mean, thank God he's still alive. Dude, um, we had some guys in the NFL being talked about being cut. Like there were certain owners like yeah, for I'm kneeling. not with this whole thing. But you know, I shout out Jerry Jones for kind of changing like his stance on this a little bit and learning. But at first, like hey Jerry, you jumped the gun, all right, and you and you were just you know giving into like an audience and because of your own personal beliefs. But like we need to understand that like. You know, not everybody perceives things the same way. We, me and you could experience the same situation, Big J, and see it completely different. Completely different. All right. For instance, right, I'm looking at Daniel Jones this weekend, right, and working the Met, uh, working at MetLife Stadium, watching the game and stuff. And Daniel Jones, two two crucial open plays, right. Probably would have changed the game if he makes these throws. Everybody was talking about Dan- Daniel Jones last week, like, oh, this is the guy, this is the guy, ba ba ba. They all saw that one good game. You know what I saw? I saw one good game out of how many bad ones the guys had. You know, so I'm looking at like these Giants fans. I'm like, guys, this is this is not the guy to move forward with. Um, yeah, he, he, congratulations. He's a worse Eli Manning. Eli wasn't even that good. I was had to sit through that entire. Uh, that whole uh, ring of honor. Congratulations to Eli. He's a New York legend, but at the end, and he won two Super Bowls. But at the end of the day, hey, let's not forget that Eli Manning had a lot of help, and he shouted out his teammates, and he knows what's good. Shout out to him, man. David Tyree made an amazing catch. The the one play that he's known for, right? My man uh, breaks a tackle. Shout out to him. Way to extend the play. You look at the angle. It looks like he closes his eyes. He sh- chucks up a he- uh, a prayer, and a fourth option wide receiver makes a play. One of the greatest catches in NFL history. Super Bowl uh, history. Like the tight end with the, the David Tyree the helmet catch. You know, and hey man, I- I'm gonna tell you right now. Y'all are gonna hate me for this. Tony Romo is a better quarterback. Than Eli Manning, if you take uh, away uh, the two championships, uh, and I'll tell you why right now. The angry fans. I'll tell you why right now, man. Tony Romo did not have the defenses that Eli had to rely on. Man, Michael Strahan and his boys were terrorizing out there. Those men, those G men, were out there. That they saved Eli a lot of times, man. Eli also had some of the best wide receiving cores you can name it, it as a, as a group. Victor Cruz, I believe Amani Tumor was there, Hakeem Nix, Mario Manningham. Brandon Jacobs. Brandon Jacobs out of the backfield, a solid running back. I believe Ahmad Bradshaw was there for one of them too. You know, so that's what I'm talking about, man. They had some serious playmakers out there. They had a lot of help. I'm just saying, man, give Tony Romo those um those wide receivers. Who did Tony Romo play with? He had Miles Austin for a little bit out, out of Monmouth. Shout out, New Jersey. Um, my neighbor actually went to was his roommate in college. That was awesome. So never got to meet him though, but like that was cool. I was a big Miles Austin guy because he was from Jersey and he was holding down Dallas, but he was never an elite wide receiver. He was a solid wide receiver. You know, he should have been a third option on a team. You know, we had Des Bryant for a little bit. Des was okay, but you know, not much. Oh, Jason Winton was all right. Was solid. One of the a great tight end. You know, he, he'll go down as one of the best careers, but he's not a goat. But in terms of wide receivers, they 
they never really had much options. There was always just one solid one. Terrell Owens was there. It was kind of a headache, as he always is. But Terrell's a GOAT, so you had to put up with it for a bit. But I'm just saying, man, give Tony Romo those guys, I think, and that defense. We got a championship, man. But now he's making money doing being a color analyst. They can have bread. Yeah, but like, um, um, so like, so uh, let's uh, um, um, so I know how the first episode together uh, Friday we did like our like our NBA projections of like the playoffs. Like, who do you see like come out of the uh, West or NFC and the AFC, bro? Or give me like your top. Oh, for, uh, for the NFL, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you right now, man. Um. I'm not necessarily sold on the Rams yet. I think Matt Stafford's killing it. Um, I still, I still cannot knock out Patty Mahomes and Tom Brady coming out of both of them. Man, Tom Brady's the goat. It's the greatest career of all time. Say what you want about the guy. Is he the greatest quarterback talent of all time? No. Is he the greatest quarterback of all time? Absolutely. Seven championships. He w- already proved that he didn't need Bill Belichick to w- to win one. And Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. It's not even close in my eyes, man. Um, but seven, seven Super Bowl wins, man. That is absolutely – I don't think it will ever be matched by a quarterback ever again. That's insane. Patty Mahomes is the guy to do it, but I don't know. I, I don't see it happening it's amazing. I will never count that guy out. He's 40 plus years old and still killing it, still slinging it. The guy could play to 50 if he wants to. Patty Mahomes, man, what a talent. This guy's throwing on the run, throwing off the back foot and needs to stop doing it, but he's capable of doing it. You talked about the no-look passes before, but hey, both guys right now, they have a solid cast around them. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think I'd argue that this is the best um, offense of weapons in terms of a whole that Tom Brady's ever played with, you know, you got, uh, you got Gronk second greatest tight end of all time, only behind Tony Gonzalez boy, man, he's might funny, be number man. He, one. He, he, like he will retire and then come back. Always, uh, Dude, uh, and, and you know, <laughs> if it wasn't for the injuries, he's number two among the, the majority of tight end stats only behind Tony Gonzalez. If he, if he's healthy, he's missed a lot of games, man. He could be the number one in the categories. You can't deny him that the brother's bad. Um, Mike Evans, solid wide receiver. You know, they just – and then Antonio Brown too. Like, everybody counted out AB, but, hey, I know he's out with COVID. RIP my fantasy stats, but you know what I mean, man? It's it's insane. There's just so much talent. When has Tom Brady had a, a good running back? as good as Leonard Fournette. Oh, Leonard Fournette he's, is he's, Leonard Fournette's not necessarily elite, you know, top five running back in the league, but he's this is the best running back that Tom Brady's ever played with right now. The best guy before that was who? LeGarrette Blunt? Come on, man. Like LeGarrette Blunt was a solid power runner, but like he wasn't Derrick Henry, you know, power running through the entire league. And thanks, thanks. um I know I'm missing one guy right now. Um didn't he uh, play with Sonny Michelle for a little bit? He did play with some of Michelle, but uh, but Chris Godwin. I apologize, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, oh, Chris Godwin. He's nice is too. arguably the best wide receiver on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, bro. You know, so this is a, an all-star cast of offensive weapons. Not to mention that defensive front with uh, you got Vita Vea now and and Dominic and Sue, Shaq Barrett and Jason okay. Pierre Paul. Like that is one of the most deadliest 
front four I've ever heard of in my life, man. That's some serious talent. I expect them to run it back. Bruce Arians is is a solid coach. And, uh, you know, we always talk about guys that are that get players to run through walls for them. There was reports last year, you know, Leonard Fournette was having a couple of attitude problems. Arian, Bruce Arians went up to him and went, yo, man, you buying in or you out? Because we want you, but we don't we don't need this energy right now. Leonard Fournette said, Coach, I'm in. And then he bought in and then boom, they're in the chip. The, they win the chip, man. It was awesome. You look at Patty Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Um, help me out here. The the other wide receiver on the other side, the speedster, man. Um, Not Sammy Watkins, they just lost Watkins. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, thank you. Got him. Going man. blank here. Dude, these are legitimate weapons, code, man. Clyde Edwards-Hilaris, killing it as a running back, man. Using they got Kareem Hunt. Back too. They got Kareem Hunt. The no, no, no. Kareem Hunt just went uh, over to the Browns. Shout out Kareem Hunt, man. Oh, my He's bad, my bad, my bad. killing it, bro. I just saw Kareem Hunt juke two guys, stiff arm one, and break another tackle on his way to like a 29-yard touchdown this past weekend. The Browns are another one, man. We got to talk about the Browns coming off the AFC. Anthony last week said that he thinks that the Browns are going to win the division. Quite frankly, I think he's right. I'm also a little mad that the Browns have turned things around, and I'm probably going to end up seeing the Browns go deeper in the playoffs than I'll see the Cowboys, and that just makes me so mad, man. But, hey, they they got guys, Miles Garrett, terrorizing defenses, man. Big J, what do you think, man? Who's who's some dark horses? Obviously, we already know about the Chiefs. We already know about the Bucks. Who's some dark horses that you're keeping your eye out this season? I'll say I stick, I got to stick with my team too, the Ravens, because we got you know, obviously yeah, that's a dark horse because I mean, for sure, Lamar. We got, we got it, Lamar and. Um, but outside of our biased teams, man, who who else? A team wait, that we wait, haven't so really your, talked about. Your team, the Cowboys. I'm a Cowboys, right? and I, okay, I, okay, I, I said I will not say that the Cowboys are making a championship until that defense shows me some more. We're up 27-14 right now. Dakota Prescott, top five quarterback in the NFL, broke a, over a hundred yards, two touchdowns in the first quarter today, man. Throwing some beautiful balls out there. But, hey, man, I'm not sold on the defense, but they're making some plays. But Big J, all good, man. Big J, outside of of the Ravens, outside of the Cowboys, and outside of the Chiefs and Bucks, who are some teams that you're looking at that we might not necessarily – we might have necessarily counted out way too early. I know know the Rams are making some moves up there. They just beat the the Bucks. You know, trading for Matt Stafford was obviously the best thing that they've ever done. People really were sleeping on uh, Stafford because he was up in Detroit in that smaller market. Once Megatron left, they weren't winning games, but he's always had solid stats. He's definitely a better quarterback than Jared Goff, who I've been saying forever is only good if you can establish the run because he works off of play action. He's not necessarily a great playmaker, doesn't have a great arm. He's not a guy that I necessarily trust. Um but yeah, man, there's there's a couple of teams out there. Yeah, looking like the, the, um, I'm looking at the like at the stands real quick. Um, I mean the teams. Um, well, I didn't watch the game, but the highlights. I mean, Burroughs is slaying it too, man. Burroughs off the ACL, he's looking good, man, in the AFC. But I don't see them like winning the division. Absolutely. Um, I see Tennessee a sleeper with Derrick Henry. That's a um, good one. They're two and one. Hey Jay, um, let's let's focus on Tennessee real quick, right? Yeah, yes, sir. Julio Jones uh, as a second option wide receiver. Well, I Come thought he on, was that, the Ravens, that's man. Deadly. That's yeah. deadly. I, you know, I thought he, I thought the Ravens would have made a harder push for him. Um, 
Tennessee ends up snagging him. And he's the number two wide receiver behind A.J. Brown right now. They got the best running back in the league in Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill is a decent quarterback. What is that team necessarily missing, though, do you think? And I don't know if they're necessarily going for a Super Bowl, but. Well, it's it's, it's kind of hard to tell because I can't watch the games. Um, yeah. I can't watch them. But I think all they're missing is just um, just a defense, man. Like, I don't know anybody in the secondary. I don't know anybody on their team. Like, they're all, like, no names to me. I don't know. I mean, they're 2-1 right now. I mean, that's, I mean they got a good on, – on paper, they have a good – Offensive team. Mm-hmm. I got Derek Henry, Kang Henry. Um, they got Holyo Jones, uh, AJ Brown. But I mean, their defense. I don't know anybody on their defense. Um, they have They got the good, a good coach. Oh, they got yeah. Clowny. Yeah, they got Clowny. No, no, they they, they just lost Clowny. Like they oh, didn't shoot. resign him. Um, oh, wait, no, like he went to the Browns, right? Clowny, dude, he's tearing it up. Dude, you got him and Miles Garrett. Oof, that is deadly coming off the line, man. And I but think yeah, you so- hit. I think you hit the. The nail right on the head, Jay. Defenses, it's all right, man. You know they they had a solid outing against uh, Tennessee this week. They only held them to sixteen points, but uh, the Seahawks put up thirty on them, and that offense putting up thirty three was the difference maker in that game. Um, you know you can't always expect your your team to to put up thirty points, and it's close, man. I mean, dude, they had a, an awful first week, Kyle. Kyler Murray and the boys in Arizona went for 38 points on them. I would just, you know, they got That's a, another dark horse team, man. Arizona. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, like, I, I'm not going to say I didn't like the kid, like, but, like, I didn't, I, like, he was, I thought he was, he was too short to play quarterback, man. I was, I was one of those people who, who was like, yeah, he's, who, he's like 5'8, five, 5'9, five, 5'10. Um, um, but yeah, he is slinging the ball, man. Like I'm slinging like deep balls, like. Um, but look at the weapons he has, like you know, D Hop. Um, that's all. I mean, that's all I really know as far as receivers. I mean, he, they got JJ Watt. They got um. Oh man, who's that freaking uh, linebacker on the Cardinals? Um. Oh my gosh, man. Chandler, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. Oh, John Jones' so brother. I don't know if you knew that. That's John Jones, really? John Jones, a UFC, the UFC fighter. fighter. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. He, yeah speaking of, he's a better wrestler, bro. After his, uh, man, that's another podcast. Is this guy ever remember. gonna get his stuff together, man? This is this guy has been given. <laughs> I John Jones is arguably the goat, man. He just needs to get his stuff together. But John Jones would be the first yeah, one to tell you. Chandler Jones is a bad man, bro. Yeah, he had another brother. He had another brother. I forget what team he was on, but he was an offensive lineman, I believe. John Jones says I'd get my ass kicked in my own house, and I'm arguably the greatest fighter in the world. You know, so <laughs> right, right, yeah, man. That's that's another dark horse. Um, the Cardinals. They got, I mean, the Chargers uh, looking strong. Got the Broncos looking strong. Let's uh, tire um with uh Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, he's slinging it too, which we had the next week. The Ravens play them this Sunday. Um, so I mean, like, I think we like same as the NBA, man. I think we in good hands with like these the quarterbacks, the young quarterbacks. Lamar got Mahomes, got Teddy, we got uh Mac Jones. How do you feel about Mac Jones, man? I'm not sold like, on it, I'm not sold at all. Not I me neither, not yet. a little bit. Um, here, here's what happened, man. I watched do you, uh, like do you think well let me ask you this do you think that Bill so like you know how like you know Tom Brady was like you know well like wasn't he like the last pick of the draft? It was a six round pick. 
Great so, sixth yeah, round pick of all time. Sixth round pick. So do you think that um, – I mean, obviously it's too, it's too young, uh, early to tell, but do you think that Belichick can uh, mold this Matt Jones into a Tom Brady-esque quarterback um, eventually? I don't think he'll ever be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Um, I I know it's really early to say, but I've seen Mac Jones at college. Um, he had a lot of weapons around him. We talked about the reason why I, I hate on Alabama, why I hate on Nick Saban. But I will say this, the recruiting is phenomenal. They always have, you know, five-star recruits at a lot of positions, man. A lot of kids want to go play there. I saw Devonta Smith making plays that entire year. Look at Devonta Smith in um in the championship game. Dude's open by like 10 yards every play that they're looking to go for him, man. Najee Harris, stud running back, was oh my god, the guy did everything. He hurdling guys, running through them, juking them out of their shoes. Mac Jones just I don't know. I I I don't think he throws the best football. I, I think he's a situational quarterback. I think he hit the jackpot, ended up in uh, New England. If there's anybody that's going to make him look good, it is the GOAT, Bill Belichick. Um, Bill Belichick has gotten more out of guys that we would never even talk about. How many times have we seen it? It's too many to count. There's a guy who's on the Patriots, you know, kills it. They're using him exactly how he needs to be used and making these guys bona fide stars. And all of a sudden, the next their their free agency contract comes up. A team is like, yo, look what Bill with the Patriots did with him. Look what Belichick did with him. That guy's a star. They sign this guy, get the fat contract, they never do anything again. Mac Jones needs to listen to Bill Belichick and just do everything that that guy wants him to do. Keep him happy. He'll have a nice little career. Might even end up with a championship. But I don't think I want uh, the game on the line, and Mac Jones is my option at quarterback. I mean, I'll give to make him. Play. I mean, obviously he's a rookie, man. But I mean, obviously I'll give him like to get some better receivers. I mean, um, I, I I give him like two to three years, man, like max, even more. Cause he's still young. I mean, I'm an Alabama fan. Uh, I'm a Tua. I like Tua. I like you know Jalen Hurts. He's which is. And being an Alabama guy, who do you think is going to have the better career, Tua or Mac Jones? Obviously, Jalen Hurts is looking like he's going to kill both of them in terms of What Tua has been in the league for what, a couple of years, like two years now? Or I think this is year? his second season for Tua. So I, he, he was Tua out. has a little more experience. But he He's injury prone, no? Absolutely. Injury prone. Absolutely injury prone. See, oh. that's what they like. These, I mean, I don't mind pocket passers because um, that's like the original, like, you know, for me, like, uh, like play – like player of a QB, but like that's why being mobile is awesome, man. Because like you don't have to worry about like, sitting in the pocket and getting and getting sacked. You see Lamar, you see Mahomes, like you see all these mobile quarterbacks, and that's why the league is shifting towards that that trend. But I mean, Mac Jones, he's I mean he's a little mobile, but he's like a Tom Brady s like you know finds his progressions, but he stays in the pocket. He's not really mobile. He's like a Joe Flacco, like he has a hell of an arm. Hell of a make good decisions, but he just can't scramble. You know what I'm saying? And like that's where the league is training towards mobile quarterbacks. Absolutely. If you're gonna be that pocket guy, I think you gotta have that arm strength. I think you gotta throw that perfect ball. I think you need to be that Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck kind of guy. And I don't see Mac Jones doing it. Joe Burrow, on the other hand, you know, LSU guy, little injury history, but as long as they can protect him, I think Joe Burrow is gonna be a star. But 
Mac Jones is uh it's kind of like Joe Burrow to me, but not as good as a talent. You know, of course he's yeah, a Joe Burrow is a little is a little more mobile than uh, Mac Jones. A little yeah. more. I saw some highlights uh, last uh, Sunday. He was like, um, what they played the the Bears, right? No, wait, wait. They played the um, who they play? Uh, the Bengals. Might have been. It wasn't the Steelers. It was. Hold on. You saying last week? Um, no, like this uh, Sunday. Oh, on Sunday pass. they played. Oh man, I want to get the Steelers. Get yep, they they played the Steelers, oh, twenty-four Steelers, to ten. Yeah, we saw. Uh, I look at some stats right now. I mean, Burrow went fourteen of eighteen. Like to see him throw some more balls, but dude, the guy went for three touchdowns and one interception on a Steelers defense that is arguably one of the best defenses in the NFL. Joe Burrow is awesome, man. I mean, I wish I'd like to see him throw a couple more passes. He only threw for 172 yards, but I mean, that's his quarterback rating was 122.9. For those of you that don't know out there, uh, a perfect quarterback rating, I believe, is uh, 150.8. Um, it's around there. But throwing 122.9, especially coming off the injury that he just had last season, this is his second year in the league, phenomenal, especially on um, on the Steelers. They're definitely uh, – he wasn't sacked at all, which we like to see. We know that that was a problem up there in Cincinnati. Uh, quarterbacks were just taking way too many hits. At the Bears, learn from it and get it together before you get Justin Fields hurt. But Joe Burrow is a guy that I could see. Yo, Joe, we need this. Go win us a game. I don't see that out of Mac Jones, man. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know who their O line is. I don't know. They they changed up like every year the O line. Um, uh, but it's nobody yeah, great. Like, but hopefully they finally figured it out. And they're gonna give some weapons too, man. On the off, like I don't. I mean, Edmondola, he's he's out of there. Um, Chris Hogan's out of there. He's in. He's at the Saints now. Um, well, they just got his boy. Um, Jamar Chase was playing down oh, Jamar in Jamar Chase, he's from uh, LSU, right? LSU was one of Joe Joe Burrow's favorite wide receivers. Um, so that's his boy, you know. Hopefully they can come up together. You don't really see that happening. Excuse me. Um, where you got guys that played in college with each other, a wide receiver, you know, arguably his number one option, wide receiver and Joe Burrow. They're getting Wait, on to the same team now. So you're like what was that comment about the one fifty eight point three that the, like the passer rating? Because I know yeah, my boy so was, that means that a, a quarterback yeah, Mike, had one fifty eight point three. Thank you, man. Um, that means that the guy threw uh, uh all of his completions. You know, he threw for multiple touchdowns. He had a great uh, game. The, you know, no like interceptions. Perfect, oh wow, perfect quarterback rating. I don't know why it's that number. If anybody's out there, I got to do some more research on that. I must admit, but I do know that it's around. A one fifty eight point three. Shout out to whoever just sent that in there. Yeah, yeah y'all are. Yeah, that's my boy Boykins, man. Um, Shout out Boykins. Um, but that's the <laughs> yeah. thing, man. You know, so throwing. I mean, with the, they're not working with much up in Cincinnati. Um, the offensive line has been abysmal in in recent years, and he's out there. You know, throwing for one twenty two, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's awesome, man. Shout out Joe Burrow. But like I said, man, I don't expect the same from Mac Jones. So. Right, right. We'll see. Yeah, like uh if yeah, if y'all if y'all watching the stream and like feel free to uh like comment anything, you know, like you said like earlier, man, just keep the comments appropriate, but keep them coming. Um I don't know if you can see the comments in your stream too, but I don't know if you uh when I think when they uh they come up, I think you gotta allow it to come through because you're the host. Yeah. 
But yeah, I've seen my mind, yeah. But yeah, it's like feel free to comment, like whatever, like if you have anything that to talk about. But yeah, um, so let me ask you this: so like, uh, I guess we'll have a few more topics, and we can end it in, in it because we're at like we're at like an hour or something, twenty three. Um, but we have a few more topics. Uh, so let me ask you this: so like, so we got um, Justin Fields, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance. Um, and, and, and any other quarterbacks I'm missing? Uh, oh, I'm missing the Jets. Um, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. Out of those quarterbacks, who do you think is going to have the most successful career? Um, I'm going to be honest with you, and uh, I got to take a layup on this one. I think it's got to be Trevor Lawrence. Um, the kid. Did not lose a game in high school. He didn't lose a regular season game in high school. He only lost two games in college. I don't think his first regular season loss, Big J, was playing for the Jaguars in his entire life, man. You know, um, the kid is the complete package. He throws a great ball. He's a little mobile. You know, he's not Lamar Jackson, but he can take off there. He's got some wheels. I think they need to get him more weapons. Um, You'd like to see James Robinson getting going out of him. Um, I don't know what really the issue is out there other than talent. I mean, it's been kind of a a little rough start for the Jaguars out there. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a rookie quarterback, and that's the growing pains that you gotta go with. But looking at uh Trevor Lawrence, you know, 22 of 34, threw for 219 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions isn't great. Quarterback rating of 68.1. It needs to be better. We expect more from him, but at the end of the day, it's Jacksonville is not the best organization. They got to get him a better line. They got to get him better help. But in terms of potential, I don't see anybody out of this draft that is that is going to be better than him. I could be wrong. This happens every year where, hey, this was the guy, and then someone shines. I know Zach Wilson was throwing um some really good uh some good balls in a preseason. Um, they he impressed people at the combine enough to be the second overall pick at a BYU. I thought it should have been Justin Fields, just because I'll take a guy that's playing at a bigger program like Ohio State against better competition. But I mean, hey, Josh Allen came out of Wyoming; he's been killing it. So, hey, maybe uh, Zach Wilson can do the same thing. Uh, but the Jets in general just need to be better. Um, you know. Uh, Zach Wilson had an awful uh, quarterback rating this past week against the uh, the Patriots. He had a quarterback rating of 37. That is ridiculously bad. Threw for four interceptions, zero touchdowns. Um, 19 of 33 with 210 yards. He was sacked four times. They got to protect him a little. They got to protect him better. Um, but he's not really. Doesn't have that many options on the Jets. Stone for four interceptions. Uh, eh, you know, I know the 49ers still have Jimmy Garoppolo. That's their guy. Um, they got a decent line, though. Big J, if you're, would you like to see more Trey Lance early? Or would you like to see him sit behind, uh, sit behind Garoppolo for a little bit? They have a better line. It's not the same situation as, um, Chicago, man. Hey, Big J, you on, uh, you on mute, man. My bad, man. My bad. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, man, you being mad, you stole my next segment, man. Because I would say, if you were a head coach, like, would you risk throwing your quarterback under the fire? But to answer your question, though, um, I 
See, Jimmy G, as Stephen A. Smith says, porn star Jimmy G. Um, <laughs> I love the nastiness, man. He's funny, man. Oh, I mean, man. I mean, shout out to him, man. But, um, but like, I, I don't know. I feel like when it comes to Chicago with uh, Dalton and Fields, it's different um, because the 49ers, they are in a win-now a win now mode um, better than Chicago. They're in a, you know, a tougher division, probably the hardest division in the NFL. Um, so I think that they should sit Lance for a, a little, a couple more games. I know um, Lance had a couple opportunities uh, Sunday because Jimmy threw a couple, you know, bad plays. But I mean, I like to see uh, like Trey Lance, you know, learn a little more. But he's one of those another one, well, like one of those mobile dual threat quarterbacks. I mean, he can run it and he can throw the ball. Like um, he's like a Kyler Murray, like his his build, uh, kind of a little taller than Kyler though, but. Um, that, that's just tough. Like, if, if you're a head coach, like you're put in a predicament where, if you're in a win, if you are are had, I think the NFL is not lottery, right? They don't want a lottery in the NFL. No. <laughs> no. If, if um if you're a head coach or a GM and like you are in a win first mentality, um championship mentality, and you have a number, got the number one quarterback, but you have a quarterback already. You're in a pickle because you want to get the young guys started and get that experience, um, but then you don't want to get him hurt. You know, yeah, start. Absolutely. You want to, but like you've seen um, Mahomes back uh, back up Alex Smith back in KC when uh, Mahomes was young, and you look at the Mahomes now, like you know, and look at Lamar. He took over Joe Flacco, like you know, um, but it's good to get like these players out early. But it, you have to watch for these different teams because, you know, the 49ers are in a, a tougher situation where they want to win first. And obviously Chicago made it the playoffs this year. Um, so, like, I don't mind, you know, uh, fails getting in a little early. Um, but I, I was I was, I was, was worried he was going to get hurt because he was getting manhandled. You know? Yeah, Big J, I think, uh, I think it's completely situa- situational. Um, it all – Oh, my bad, man. <laughs> Watching the Cowboys Eagle game in the background, getting a little chippy there. Cowboys up 34-14. Let's go. Um, but anyway, back to here. I apologize. I think it's completely situational. I think it's completely contingent on um <laughs> for what? I don't know, but <laughs> these guys got egos. Out losing, there, man. It is what it is, man. It's frustrating, man. When uh you know, uh that was a little much. Oof. Hope that uh that guy uh, that trainer out there is all right. But as I was saying, man, I think it's completely situational. Um, if you trust your line or not, if I'm the Chicago Bears, I do not trust that line at all. Um, I said that last week too. I'm leaving Andy Dalton out there. I gave him a a decent contract. Let him go out there, maybe win us some games and take the hits. And I'm I'm I want to preserve Justin Fields for when I have better uh things around him. But here's Here's the problem, though, too, is that, like, you got some pieces there to win in Chicago. Allen Robinson, um, the wide receiver, is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. We really don't talk about him because the Chicago Bears don't win games. Um, If you gave Allen Robinson 
a better quarterback. I mean, we're talking about a legitimate threat here. I would love to see him with uh with Aaron Rodgers, with a Patty Mahomes, with anybody but you know the Chicago Bears at the end of the day. Um, Khalil Mack coming off the edge, still one of the best in the league. Um, so there's some pieces there, but they need to start building the foundation. The line needs to be better. You can't just throw Justin Fields out there and you know just hey kid, rookie quarterback, we're gonna get you sacked nine times. Are you kidding me? You just killed the kid's confidence. Wouldn't I wouldn't even want to come to work on the next day, man. I, I'd be afraid to play the next game. He's out there running for his life. Uh, he's lucky that you can't hit a quarterback like you used to because otherwise this kid's career might have been over sooner. Poor man. But, yeah, man, I like I said, it's completely contingent. I think Jacksonville is doing the right thing with Trevor Lawrence seeing what they got. Um, but as long as you're protecting the guy, it, it is what it is. But you got you really – Got to focus on that line and getting in some weapons to help these people shine, man. You know, even Trevor Lawrence, like DJ DJ Shark is a is a okay is a solid receiver, but he's not top ten in the league. Like you gotta you gotta start drafting a little more. You gotta get him some help there, man. Yeah, like how do you feel about like um, Urban Meyer, man, as a coach? Other you think it's a good fit? I'm a big or, fan. Do, do you think it's too early for you know to make that 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 call? I'm a big fan of Urban Meyer. Um, for those of y'all that don't know, I'm a, uh, a Miami fan, the U, uh, out of college football. When I was a kid, though, um, I really, I really liked that um, the Florida University team. I wasn't really a U fan at the time. Uh, I didn't really have a team, but I, I did find myself watching a lot of Florida football back then. Tim Tebow was cool, you know, running that triple option. Guy was basically like a tight end, just running through guys playing quarterback. Um, you know, you had Aaron Hernandez, you had Percy Harvin. It was awesome. Pouncy twins up. It, it was just fun football. I'm a big Urban Meyer guy. Uh, when Urban, I, I realized that I liked that team because they were exciting. Urban Meyer left and I realized I'm not really into Florida. I was more into Urban Meyer and that group of guys. You saw Urban Meyer have success up in Ohio State. There was that scandal with his coach, which was really sad to see. Um, and you know, Ohio State, they had to do what they had to do. But to me, Urban Meyer is just, he's a guy, he's a good coach. He's a solid coach. It doesn't always necessarily translate. We saw Nick Saban come up in, in the NFL. I believe he was on Cleveland, Miami for a little bit. Wasn't, you know, wasn't anything great. Goes back down to college, becomes a god. So it's a completely different game. I, I think it's still way too early to tell. I think if there's a guy to do it, it is Urban Meyer. I'm a big fan of him, but it's a completely different game here. The, the NFL game is a lot more simpler than the uh, college game because defenses are just so much better. So you, your options are really limited. Um, if he doesn't get Trevor Lawrence help, you know, they're not going to be blaming Trevor Lawrence. You know, this kid is a generational quarterback and they just need to get him more help. And Urban Meyer, that's going to be completely contingent on his, his success in Jacksonville and his longevity. Facts, man. Facts, man. Man, I think we covered a lot, man. Uh, you wanted to call it a rest for tonight, bro? Yeah, man. I mean, we we went from all over the place, Big J. You know. Yeah, man. You know what but, to uh, do, man. Yes, sir. Let, let's close it out, man. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, for you know commenting tonight. Um, you know, we we want to hear y'all y'all's input into the show. You know, comment. It's a live stream, so comment whatever, like. 
um, about uh, hot takes, whatever. And then, um, but uh, I'm Jordan, uh, Big J, uh, host of the pop, uh, the JJ Sports Talk Show. Got my boy, my other co-host, my wingman, Brandon Maz, Marazzo, Marazzo, man, Marazzo. Um, and we'll be back uh, fr- Friday, Friday. Yes, sir. Big there, man. Hey, hopefully uh, Anthony will have his his, uh, his mic by then. We'll get it going. We had a little technical difficulty starting this one. But, of course, you know, we must prevail holding it down. You know what it is, the JJL Sports Talk Show. We'll be back with another one. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> another one. Another we out, one. baby. <laughs>